so uh, what's really interesting uh, I'm listening to you Geneva, is 0 to 19 I would say 0 to 20 there was a, there was there was the first step then there was tw- uh, then came in the music from 20 to 40 which is another step that took 20 years so it looks like you have some kind of a, <laughs> some kinds of pattern right some sort of contract oh, with 20 you have a 20 years contract with life <laughs> obviously so you know now we are the 20 the 40 to the 60 obviously or whatever age but bottom line the the, the ongoing travel we can't deny nowadays that music came into your life. Mm. Maybe not it's writing, but at that time, at 40, and for that second, that end of that second step, mm. why the music helped you a lot. And obviously give you doors that was not open or not basically um, easy to open with any other tools or any other. But I'm sure that you had some kind of tendencies, some kind of life force in you, Mm. some kind of will, with all the work you've done, where music was another way of plowing, put it all on the side and giving you a positive direction instead of a negative di- uh, di- direction. Always. No, there's no question about that at all. For me, always. It, it has always. I was the little girl that knew all the words to all the songs, to everything that played on the radio, all the words to all the songs, to all the commercials on TV, all the words to all the songs, to all the TV theme, you know, Dobie, I got them all. They're all there. Kids, when it comes to floors, I mean, just, just shut up, you know, floor wax commercial. So it's, you would be awesome playing the logo game. Okay. That's going to, that's going to happen. Yes. Okay. Uh, Subject tangent. Anyway, back to you. (laughs) Plot twist. Okay. So, um, but so always that has been there. That relationship with music and me, moi, music and I. And so, um, what I know today is that it has always spoken to the place in me where there are no words, and that place where there are no words, needs to be spoken with, spoken to, engaged with. I need that connection. I cannot, I cannot be in this life, life in a body, without it. I must have that. Somehow, some way, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be just like a weed I'm going to figure it out. I don't care. There's a sidewalk over my head. Look, there's a crack. Let's take that. And up, you know, so shout out to the weeds coming through the crack in the sidewalk. Yeah. Really. So I've always needed that. Um, I'm not sure that'll ever change. 
and how did that after so many years yeah. so much work how that help the ongoing struggle internal struggle yeah because it helped me feel connected i if you wanted to in one sentence articulate the early part of my life 0 to 19 you could use one word and that would be disconnect hmm. i wasn't tethered to anything that i Anything discernible, I wasn't tethered to my family. I wasn't tethered to my parents. I really wasn't. Uh, there was a disconnect, a serious disconnect under the roof of that house. Um, you know, there's reasons that I understand about that today. But in the moment at the time, there was no connection. You know, I had a connection with animals mm -hmm. and I had a connection with music. So both of those are very um, basic. I think they're basic, animal to animal. Yes. Sound to sound. Um, so um, it has helped me feel a connection. Ultimately, it has helped me find a purpose. Further, it has come to my understanding, I have come to the understanding that actually music is a vehicle and that the real job is connection and that that has happened so much for me and in both ways, in other words, both lanes, the, the receiving and the giving, the receiving and the giving of connection with the music. And that has given me purpose in life. You know, I um, things have been said about me Some things have been said about me that I actually like. <laughs> she changes, when she sings, she changes the molecules in the room. Mm. Mm. I read that and I thought, holy mother of God. <laughs> but that's actually, first of all, I don't think it is of me. I will say that. I don't think it's of me. I don't think I ever will think it's of me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm happy to participate in that because that is a, another way of stating the energy exchange mm -hmm. that occurs between the musician and the audience. And so... Um, I can't remember what the point was that I had because I've been doing this for such a long time that I forget things now. But um, can we say that there was a new? This was another form of addiction, in a way that hold on, before I say the negative part of mm. the, the addiction, I'm, I'm focusing on the yin and yang of that word, saying the positive side and a positive addiction 
where you realize that this was a different way through the action of singing and the action of playing music that if I could read somebody, somebody could write that I can change the molecules or participate because you, you know mm. you participate mm -hmm. uh, it's an exchange you're not alone could you say that it was this was a new a new medicine a new way well, no question it yeah. also could be that you are this is a vehicle for you to truly be your authentic self mm -hmm. and I think authenticity is what people feel you can go to shows you can listen to records and it sounds fine But it's not, you're not connecting with it. It won't pass the stage. But when you are truly being your authentic self, I think that's when the connection happens. Yes. And that's when the energy exchange happens. So yes. music is allowing you to become that person to be able to do, as you call it, the job. The job, yes. yes. And 100% yes on everything that you just stated. The, um, uh, The other thing that's been stated, that's been written about me lately, and I don't know who these people are that are artists that don't read their reviews. I'm, I read them all. Yeah. I have to. Mm -hmm. I just, whatever. Depends on how many Good, you bad, got. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I yeah. read them. I've, I guess Michael Jackson at some point was tired maybe of reading them. Maybe, maybe, so yeah. Many, yeah. You know, that's understandable. That But yes. A lot more. But so it was recently written that, um, here's the thing about Geneva Magnus. She makes you feel like she knows you. She makes you feel as if you're actually with her when she's singing. And then the writer goes on to say some other stuff. Whether she knows you or not mm -hmm. is not relevant. That's an inside-out thing. Yeah. It's not the song. It's not the players. It's not necessarily the voice. It's that inside-out thing. It's the the word that you used, which is the the ability to find authenticity. It's that authentic word. And so, um, and I really liked reading that. I like the idea of that quite a lot because it tells me that I'm doing my job It tells me that I'm doing my job mm -hmm. if I'm able to be a part of that exchange with even just one person in the audience, you know, whether that's coming out of the car radio or off the bandstand. Um, and the, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, from my point of view, I mean, like, There's plenty of room for all kinds of stuff out there musically, and and there's obviously a lot of people that are interested in baby, 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 yeah, baby, right. baby, 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 ad nauseum, and you know, lots of people to serve that. I will not serve that. Mm -hmm. I don't find it. I, I don't find a connection there for me, and I'm not going to sing anything that isn't going to be real enough for me to be able to do my job. Exactly. I must, that is my, um, where the cut happens mm -hmm. for me. So, um, 
where the decision gets made as to whether or not I'm going to sing a song or not, or whether that's something original that I've written or co-written, or whether it's someone else's material. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so um, I want to serve this other master. I must serve this other thing. I must serve this other addiction, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's good. It's it's, you know. It's been a great life. It's been a great life. I can say that. All of it. All of it. See, because all of it, and even the zero to 19, makes sense to me now. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I can say that is because without that, I don't think I'd have people saying, she changes the molecules in the room. Right. With baby, 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 I don't think you're changing molecules. I don't know. You know, maybe Britney Spears changes molecules for some people, but that's not my thing. The foundations were was were definitely a positive things. Hindsight, forty years after. Mm. So Almost. and plus, we say in life, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. I have absolutely, yeah, when we wrote a song called It's, it's the Finish Line. Hey, when you, uh, it's your last breath. Mm. Yeah. Everything comes back f- at zero to whatever age mm. it is. So it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Yeah. And you, you are a pro- proven example mm. of that statement. Mm. And you got so much more to say and to do. But the questions I want to, ask you because you mentioned the word it's been a good life or it's a good life mm. now and you recognize it so you definitely have changed oh, which yeah. we talked about at the beginning you said we must change so the, the question is why do you believe and that's personal because you're the one living it better than we do. We're just the listener. <laughs> That's mm. where we are. We are in the room when you change the molecules, and we can experience that. We've never been in the same room together. Mm. I can tell you it's true. Mm. I feel it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Even when you talk. So writing was a good move too. Ah, thank I you. suggest everybody to get the book we'll talk about that after. But the, the questions is what do you think life happened to for you this way? In this lifetime, mm. whether you believe or you have only one or you have many, past, present, or future. Um, I personally believe that, like you said, everything must start and start and finish, die. And you know, so I do believe we have many. We're gonna finish this one, the body's gonna change and We'll get to another one. We'll start from 0 to 20. Hopefully for you, it won't be 0 to 20. So the question is, what is the greatest lesson you have learned? And what do you think that life happened to you this way, inside now? Well, those are two questions. The greatest thing I've learned, I suppose, and that may change. It's changed over time. I'm sure of that. But I do believe that the greatest thing that I have learned... 
is that I'm not alone. I am wow. not. I am not alone. You see. Um, that's been huge for me. So much of the addiction, the alcoholism, the the what am I pouring the alcohol in? Is that I I think of it as the cut, okay? It's the cut, you know. Well, the cut is I'm alone. At the end of all of it, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of that, and then what happens if that happens? Well, then I, then this will happen. Well, what happens if that happens? Well, then maybe the you know this other thing, yeah. you know, and then and and what's what's the pee at the bottom of the pile of mattresses, young lady? Mm-hmm. The pee is I'm alone. I am alone. This is not lonely. This is I am fucking alone in the world. And my greatest um, lesson seems to be that actually I'm not. I'm not. I'm not alone. Hmm. And so this why... It, that was given to me. Why all of this was given to me, um, I suppose, would be to learn that and to share that. That is why. First of all, just let me say that when I was really little, like toddler little, the story is that I didn't say mama first and I didn't say dada first. That mm-hmm. was not my first word. My first word was why. Yeah, I remember reading that in the book. I was that kid. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why? 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 I suppose it was a dominant need to understand. You were already projecting. <laughs> yeah. I was probably going, why it's am incredible. I here? Yeah. <laughs> Disciple of Socrates. What the hell is this? You were a disciple of Socrates, the question. Mm. Why? Mm. So, the answer is quite possibly to learn that lesson that I am not alone and to help other people understand that they are not alone. I don't care. I know, I know, I don't have the worst story, there's quote, quote marks around that word, that I've ever heard in terms of the early traumas of my life. I don't. I've heard far worse from people. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's somewhere in between those two marks. But it's yours. It is mine. Yes. And in the telling of the tale, the telling, it is... The uncovering of the information, the discovering the truth, and discarding, uncover, discover, discarding what's no longer useful to me, mm-hmm. what is no longer useful Erroneous to me. Erroneous views. I'm sorry? Erroneous views. Yeah. You know, so... Only then have I been able to 
I think, come back to that truth. I was taught to look for what is accurate. And what is accurate is I'm not alone, that there are many, many, many other people who are trauma survivors. There are many foster youth. There are many alumni of foster care. There are many, many, many of us. There are many incest survivors. There are many abuse survivors. There are many suicide survivors. You know, so that, those experiences no longer define my days and nights. There are many people who have tried to kill themselves. There are many women who have, and men who've, who've chosen very poorly with partners. Those things no longer define my days and nights. Do I have days and nights where I get tweaky and twitchy and weird and difficult? I don't feel right. I don't feel well. I'm sad. I'm confused. I wring my hands. Yes, of course. Because this is life in the human condition. But most days and nights, that doesn't dominate me anymore. And I lived there. I lived in that. There was no other reality for me for a very long time. And that was wickedly painful. So to, to be able to tell someone to stand, here's the job. I stand in the fucking window with a candle and I stand here. Keep moving. You know, uh, I have this quote on my desk. Um, uh, if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> See, because I, I didn't know that I didn't have to set up camp there. Mm. I lived there in that sorrow, in, that, in the cut and I don't live in the cut anymore. And that, if you want to talk about miraculousness, that is miraculous because my family is decimated. My parents are dead. Three of my brothers are dead from the same sickness, from the same soul sickness as I see it. Ooh. They're all dead from that. And so it's me and my sister. That's it. And for me to be able to speak what is accurate, to speak my truth, uh, stops it breaks the chain That's of sickness. It, it breaks I was just the chain. Say that. Wow. Yeah, it's broken. I have broken. I know mm -hmm. that I have. I've broken it. And you can feel it internally. Yeah, that something has changed. It's huge. Yeah, in Buddhism we call that changing karma. Hmm. From a Buddhist perspective, um, I just have to throw this in there. From our Nichiren Buddhism perspective, is that you ask why is my life turned out this way? Well. Because of past lives and all of the karma that we bring, we've chosen, we voluntarily, we raise our hand and say, you know what, I will take that on. 
in my next life. It's like a sign-up sheet. Mm -hmm. I'll take all of this. And I'm going to take all the stuff from my past lives. And I'm going to pull it and bring it into this life. So at two years old, you're asking why. At two? What kid does that? So you already knew exactly. She raised you already, hand, you're asking why. That shows me right there that you already volunteered to take on this karma so that you can go through all of this BS so that you can change it. And when you really have that kind of change, it's not like, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to stop putting the sponge there and I'm going to, no. True changes happen on a profound level, deep in your life, you don't even realize they're happening. It's a slow, gradual process through osmosis that they happen. So usually it's not even you that notices it. It's going to be others. Holy crap, she doesn't do that anymore. And I'm sure there's a lot of, she's no fun anymore. She's not drinking or doing drugs. Flick, bye-bye. Out of my face. Mm -hmm. But you volunteered to take that on so that you can revolutionize it and break that karmic chain in your family. And you've done it because mm -hmm. you feel it internally. We all have those things. I have a couple of things in my life and I know that it's done. It's not going to occur again. There'll be some other residual bacteria that I'll take into the next one. But on those particular topics, whatever they are, it's changed and you You've revolutionized this. Um, congratulations. <laughs> Honestly, this is, it's miraculous. It's mystical. It's, it's practical. It's all of those things in one because mm. you took the responsibility. You raised your hand when they're handing out the karma list and you said, <laughs> I'm going to take all of this for the family uh, and myself and I'm going to change it. The exact sentence is volunteering, voluntarily assuming Assuming the appropriate karma. Mm. That's what we call it. Volunteering, assuming the appropriate karma. And it's what you're the perfect mm. living example. Not that everything's, you know, unicorns and rainbows now, because you're going to have those tendencies, but now you know and you recognize those triggers mm. and you know what to do. And they're actually fueling. They are, they They're are, fueling they your are success. The fuel. They are the fuel of the success. Hmm. It's incredible to me. Changing poison into medicine. Hmm. It's just... It reminds me of this song of Stevie Ray Vaughan called Life Without You. Okay. This song where he says that drugs, alcohol hmm. will, will make you feel so much alone that you can't accept the love of others and you can't recognize, right. even if you're playing in front of thousands of people like he did, you could not recognize that he thought he was alone all the time. Mm. And he wrote this song called Life Without You, mm. which means what it means by the title. And it's, it was the only song that Stevie Ray spoke on stage because it was the one that he decided to choose. That moment, when I heard the first time this, I realized that what the pain he had went, went through. And mm. this song is Geneva Madness. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is, it is, because you, it sum up exactly what you're saying, that your lessons is you're not alone. Mm. It's, it's an amazing, it's just amazing. And from the Thank outside, 
people, I know you mentioned it in the book, that it looked, the family looked fine. It looked like a normal suburban kind of family. Oh, yeah. But it's amazing that we all have these maybe masks or, or kind of scrims that go up and people only see what we allow them to see. Or they can see. Yeah. Well, I, I find that part of that is also the... Just take that one little piece. People see only what we allow them to see. Mm-hmm. People see, you know, the surface. Um, you know, part of that is also, in my experience, is also the getting through. I'm not defending the a severe, I see it today, as the severe level of dysfunctionality of my family. I w- I'm not defending that. However, I think that part of the, you know, my mom was clinically depressed. And, you know, in the 60s, that was like uh, phenobarbital and methamphetamine. What we used to call black beauties, that methamphetamine. They don't even make them anymore. And that was what she was prescribed for her depression that nobody in the family except my dad and she knew about until she was dead. In other words, they never spoke of it. Mm. They never spoke of it. But the not speaking of it as a practice. Yeah, that's, I guess, how they operated back then. That was, it yeah. was the status quo. It mm-hmm. was how it was operated. It was a probably seen as the way you get through is you just keep going and you don't talk about Mm it. You know, I, uh, my sister and I are very, very, very different people. Um, the only two survivors of the family, um, my way is to seek the truth, to seek accuracy for what has happened and move forward from that. Her way is to say, everything's fine. <laughs> I see. It's yeah. always been I fine. Mm-hmm. Now, Disparity. that upset me for a really long time, but it doesn't really upset me anymore. Other than to s- when I periodically will witness her pain but here's what's where it is for me now that's her way of getting through it all it's always been her way Mm. is to say nothing happened yeah there is nothing to talk about now that I think in large part was their way, you see, my parents' way. Yeah. There was nothing to talk about. There is nothing to talk about. Um, I, can't, I can't survive in that. Space. No. I, I, cannot, yeah. I no. cannot survive I'm with you. in that set. 
You can't and, relate, but you can't survive. But it is my sister's way of, and it has always been her way of getting through. Now, she didn't turn to drugs and alcohol. She had to have something. So that's her system. Mm-hmm. And I cannot, I, I no longer begrudge her that. But I can't live in it. Yeah. So we don't, as a result, today, we don't really engage much. Yeah. And that's sad to me. Because oh, we're, yeah. we're the last two. But you also don't know what the future holds. Yeah, I don't. You know, you, but I, you know. You might know the nature right now and her tendencies, but one never knows what can happen in the future. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't want to predict it. I just am for where it's at yeah. right now, you know. Um, so, and she gets uncomfortable when I'm around because she knows mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm going to go, well, hey, did that elephant just shit in the room? Exactly. Because if it did, I'd like to get a shovel. Uh-huh. Have you got a shovel? To which she doesn't want to even hear about the mm-hmm. elephant. Yeah. She doesn't want to hear about the elephant. We don't talk about it. So, yeah, and that is her place in her, you know. So um, I want to say one thing, which is interesting that you have been talking about the the Buddhist view on it and Mm -hmm. on my life experiences and stuff. Um, I find it interesting because um, in the 70s, 79 specifically, I was given a uh, reading from a um, someone who I believed then and continue to believe today was a very, very gifted uh, empath, intuitive. Mm-hmm. And um, she said to me, this was the first reading, it was very, very funny, and she said, oh, oh. Okay, you did not want to come back here. Speaking of karma, yes, you did not. You you were just like no, 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 and you were very, very, very far away. And there was music, stringed instruments where you were, and the sound of music, and it gave you so much joy. But you were very, very, very far away, and you did not. You had a lot of karma that was unfinished and you did not want to come back here and so finally finally you agreed and said okay I will do this but only under these circumstances I do it once and I don't do it anymore so whatever it is give it all to me because I will not do this again I will not do this again you will not I I won't and apparently the exchange was well that will be very difficult I don't care Mm -hmm. do it or I'm not going interesting Yeah. and she's telling me this in the reading and I was like okay and she said so back you came But you were given three, as she put it, spirit guides surrounding you at all times 
through everything because they knew that you were going to want to leave. And you tried. Get out. Yeah. Get out. I can't do this. I'm out. I can't do this. I'm out. Which began for me at age four. With the drape. Yeah. Right. When I, I tried to kill myself the first time I was four. And I... And she said, so they're still here. Sometimes you see them out of the corner of your eye, don't you? And I was like, yeah. Thought I was just, you know, hallucinating, whatever. She's like, nope, not hallucinating. They're there. And you've done well. And you will do well. And I was like, okay. Okay. Well, what I pick up on is your life is only going to get better from here. I mean, it's already changed so much from 40 to now, but now I just feel like it, I don't know, but something else is going to come. I don't know what it is. I don't either. I thank you for saying that yeah. your lips to God's ears and hopefully she's listening. You know, I, I am at a, what seems to be some sort of crossroads that I don't recognize right now today in my life and I don't know uh, what to do so I am doing what's in front of me mm-hmm. and that was one of your first questions is like well, why did you come to do the interview because you asked that's why wow that's amazing well, I'm glad you did <laughs> I have one final question for okay. you this might be a tough one. Describe, I'm not scared. Okay. And it's, it's probably tougher than it appears, but describe yourself in one word. Persistent. Works for me. Works for me too. I was going to say unstoppable. I mean, that's how I see it. Well, it's but persistent. It's, it's the same. We're all it's talking the same. the same language, different. It has the same connotation. Syn- it has syntax. the same drive. It's persistence. Wow. Mm. Wonderful. Oh Thank my you. gosh! No. I have a, I have a, something on the wall in my office that's framed, and and it begins with, which is a reading you may be familiar with. The first sentence is, "Persistence alone is omnipotent." Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good choice. You know yourself very well, I mean. Thank you. You do. Oh my gosh, Gianova, this has been. I mean, I, I'm just so filled with joy. Oh, good. With wow, I'm kind of wowed right now. I mean, that's kind of. I'm like in the in the state of wow. <laughs> it's just been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. Now, if people want to maybe get in touch with you. Um, I know I'm going to leave the, the, the book is out. Uh, you can get it on Barnes and Noble. I'll put all of this in the show notes, but you can also get audio versions of it, which I'll leave in the show notes as well. And isn't it coming out on audible soon? Yeah, actually audible had a glitch. It's supposed to have been out on audible and they're clearing up that glitch right now. Mm-hmm. It is available, um, physical. It is available on audiobook from my website. And what is the web address? JanivaMagnus.com, J-A-N-I-V, like Victor A-M, 
A-G-N-E-S-S.com. And um, most other outlets for audiobooks, um, Audible will have it. I'm just like, I'm kind of checking it every other day, waiting for them to get that glitch cleared up because it was yeah. supposed to be there. So digits crossed on that. And the new album. Yes. Let's talk the new album. The new album is titled Hard to Kill. It's the other Whoa. half of that. Hello. Yeah, it's like, hello. Oh, it's hard to kill. I, th- that's unstoppable. unstoppable. Uh, that's there we it. go. Uh, we um, talk it, about persistence. Yeah, it's the other half of that, uh, you know, line from Weeds Like Us are hard to kill. It's also uh, the, the, the title track, which is the title track is Strong as Steel, um, um, which is about my maternal grandmother, my grandmother Pearl, who was French. And um, she married, uh, the story goes, she married Charlie Kirby five times and divorced him six. (laughs) Six. Back in the day. Now, I don't think she actually literally married him and divorced him that many times, but she probably, I think what it was was they were married once and then kicked him out six times. But, um, you know, the conversation was about, started about my grandmother and uh, that, the statement I made was that, yeah, that woman was strong as steel. That's great. Yeah. Which seems to be a genetic issue here. Yeah. It's a good DNA <laughs> quality to have. So the new album is titled Hard to Kill. Great. And uh, it's available everywhere. Um, you know, physical, streaming. And also downloads. on the store on your website. Absolutely. Yes. So we'll list all of this in the show notes for your guys. Thank you. But Gianova, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, my heart is just full. Thank I, you, I would say Fantastic. Thank you, Fabrice. I would say it's a triple threat. So we got the Hard to Kill album, the Weed Like Us album, and now you can hear the backstory and the podcast, we can add to that. Exactly. Where, where the, yeah, the triple huh? threats, because I think the fact that we can read your book, we can hear the connect with you. It helps the listener connect with your songs. Not only that, but after you read the book, because I, I enjoyed your music before, but I, as I yes. mentioned to you on the phone, after I read the book, yes. I listened to you differently. It's different. Well, thank you for that. Yes, yeah. it, it is. It's a different experience now. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. You know, I I sometimes say, I do a fair amount of public speaking, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 give me a soapbox, I'll stand on it and start talking. But um, um, you cannot possibly know the beauty of where I am unless you know Mm -hmm. where I come from, you see. Yeah. So, so that makes sense that it would change the experience of the music. Of course, uh, change the depth of it. Yeah, uh, change the molecules maybe a little more. Yeah, yeah. well, maybe. keep changing the molecules. Yeah. Thank you. keep doing that, Geneva. <laughs> Thank you so much. You so, so we'll leave much. all this in the show notes for Yay. you guys. So, how about our fun fact for the month of October? Well, trick or treating—it's appropriate this month. Trick-or-treating was also inspired by a tradition in the Middle Ages called mumming, where people dressed up like demons and ghosts, and they knocked door-to-door and performed scenes from either plays or sang songs in exchange for food and drinks. Well, little kids can't do that, so we change it to candy. And according to the History Channel, it's believed that this was a precursor to trick-or-treating that we all know and love today. Pretty cool, huh? Fantastic. So what's our spotlight Spotlight today? Spotlight today. So... uh I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm with two women here. 
Is is it true that the men hog the uh, remote control all the time? Hog it, yes. Hog it, is it? Is it? <laughs> Why do you think I just hand it to you? Well, then I'm if like, that's I don't want to deal with the drama. I have a spotlight for you guys. Is um, condense um, your remote control, which means that uh, call your television manufacturer and your uh, condense them, which means that with one, for example, I give my example. With the Sony TV, I was able to... It's a smart TV, it's so a smart it's, TV. it's pretty smart. So I was able to put everything on one um, uh, remote control. So the spotlight for today is pay attention to that. And if you can, that's less to do. It's faster, less uh, remote control on the table. And, um, to, and, it, and it's very efficient. And take the time to do it. And yeah. take the time to do it. So here's our quote for this uh, episode. If there are challenges thrown across, then something interesting, innovative solutions are found. Without challenges, the tendency is to go on the same way. That's Ratan Tata. He was a business magnate, billionaire, mm. Indian mm. man. The devil you know. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I just want to remind you guys, please, um, if you're an Apple user, please go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. That'll help us reach more people and share this with your friends and family. Um, don't forget to send us an email if you have any questions or any topic suggestions at rockyourlifeatthevignatis.com. That will also be in the show notes. And we want to thank you again, Geneva, for coming over and telling us an open book. You said yes. it. You said it. <laughs> so Thank you wonderful. so much. So please open, Thank you. go open her book and learn about what she went through and will make all senses what she talks in that podcast. Ah, Thank with you the so music, much. Along with the listening to her music. Yeah. And remember, we are here to help you rock, rock your, your life. life.